0: Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Saturday morning. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Well, two two things before we start our normal three questions. And you know what, well, you know what one of these things is, but just hold on to your (laughs) hat. So so one thing is, is I want to give a quick shout out to former colleague, forever hero, and now loyal listener, T Painter in the house.
1: That's awesome.
0: Three, he's waiting on it, and here it is, buddy. So we're glad to have you here, friend. You're it's our be number a, one fan. Be a good one. I know. Um, and then the other thing is, is Christy and I were saying that you know we love our our three question and answer format, but we also thought it would be cool to add in somewhere in the episode a quick little kind of praise item from the week. One thing that kind of lifted our spirits. You know, our podcast is called Doing the Most, and Usually that's because we feel like we are constantly doing our everything for our children and they are doing their everything because, you know, they're like 13 to 15 and they don't yep. have much control over their bodies and their mouths, so they're doing the most all the time, <laughs> but they're doing the most in the best ways too, so we thought we would share yeah. one of those, so let's start the episode with one of those, you want to yeah. go first? I will, I will. Um, My kids this week... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm gonna cough. I don't know why. That's I, wake, well, okay. I, I do know why. It's because allergies. I'm gonna wake up. Oh, pollen! Yeah. With like that's a okay. sickness every day from now Gross. until I don't know June. That's that's our life too. It's gonna be okay. great. Um, but this week my kids did the most in a good way. Um, on actually Friday yesterday, my I have a class of kids who are taking their English one right now in the eighth grade. And they were working on um, a research assignment that I've given them where they've been asked to um, come up with an idea for some legislation that they think should be passed either at the local level or nationally. So they're doing some research into some problems that they see That's in the world. amazing. Yeah, and they're thinking about how to solve it. And I haven't always done this project as my research assignment, but I just felt like now it was really timely. Um, they're having all these conversations about things they're seeing around them. And really and truly, you know, they're going to have to grow up and deal with this stuff. And their ideas are going to be the ones that, you know, hopefully ultimately fix it for us all. But what really impressed me about them yesterday when they were working was that, you know, there were two little boys in the back and one of them is working on, you know, gun control. And the other one, he's doing something else. But Mm -hmm. they were having conversation about the gun control debate and they are on two different sides of it. Um, But they were having such a thoughtful and considerate conversation with one another, really hearing one another like I'd keep hearing them say, "Oh, I hear you. Okay, well, that makes sense now that I uh, say it that way. And it was just I looked up and I look at them and I nearly, you know, could have like wept. Yes. They're 13 years old. And have the sense to understand that, okay, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean that I get to, like, ignore you or not listen to you or try to hear you. That's um, incredible. So, I just was really impressed just kind of with the caliber of people that my children appear to be right now. And That's such a winning moment. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, oh, <clears throat> It made me really proud of them. They're very, you know, they're crazy. But they're also yeah. empathetic and they're thoughtful. And they're so, I don't know. They're very generous with their, like, yeah. compassion, and, you know, all too often these days, I think people want to say they're compassionate people, but they're compassionate only, like, towards certain groups or certain people, and my kids just, they just extend their kindness um, around nice. them, and they're just very open. Um, that's great. And, and they that's don't, they don't, they're things. not always like that, but... <laughs> yeah, oh, sure, sure. You know, they're also, like, like, putting tape on their face. Kind of, when at my back core, they are they're an open-minded generation, um, I think, and I'm really, really hopeful um, for what that's going to mean for us in the future if we don't ruin it for them before they can get there. They don't deserve that, so. Well, I I think that's just such a great lesson because I try to teach my students just like you do. You have a voice. You have Mm -hmm. a mind. You have a brain. You have an opinion. You have a voice, and it matters, and you don't have to regurgitate what your parents think and say and what your friends think and say and, like, That's so wonderful. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, mine is also from yesterday in my English 1 honors class. We just finished reading To Kill a Mockingbird, which we have talked about before, our love for it. Um, And I always Mm -hmm. read the last three chapters out loud because they're short and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Um, And I told my kids the class before, I was like, we're going to read these last few chapters. They get me every time. And this kid was like, are you going to cry? And I was like, I might. And probably like, it is okay to cry at a book. (laughs) So anyway, I finished, I finished reading the last sentence um, in my first book class. And as soon as I finished, like the last word is just out of my mouth. And this boy who is not your traditional reader. I mean, he's a good student. He works hard. He tries hard. He's super sweet. But as soon as I finish, he like shouts out best book ever. (laughs) And I was like, i know that's so awesome and then he was like is there a part two and i was like unfortunately there's not but we're not done done with it no matter what anybody says there's not no we're gonna squeeze like every last drop out of this book i'm so glad you love it like i do and then the next comment was from this other boy who is brilliant he's like number one in the freshman class he's reading like the republic in his spare time um and so (laughs) i remember that that no, no Like to kill a mockingbird, but I was worried that he thought maybe it was like a little bit be- beneath him. But yeah. his comment was, Oh my gosh, that excerpt where she's on the porch and mm-hmm. she's talking about the seasons and reflecting on the last three years. He's like, That was the best part in the book. And I was yeah. like, I know, let's yeah. talk about why it was the best part. So it was just an amazing day. And I told mm-hmm. them I was like, Guys, it's like we didn't just read this book and you know we're done with it we're going to take a test like we experience it together yes and we learn together and we love it together and it was just oh, just talk about another winning moment it was yes like, yes this is why i do this job look it's so, so magic it and great. I, yeah we needed these i think we needed these moments yeah um yeah <laughs> It's been because march we're calling this episode march madness but for it's real though for real for it's crazy real. It's crazy up in the schoolhouse <laughs> it's crazy um, times It's crazy times <laughs> All right, so let's go with our questions, speaking of teaching. So the first one is, and this was a thinker for me. <laughs> I had uh, to ask my kids. I did not. It made me nervous, so I didn't ask them. So the first <laughs> question is, what is your most used or overused teacher phrase in the classroom? What you be saying the most? <laughs> I be saying the most. Um, yeah. I knew that I would never be able to identify this for myself. So I, you know, went to the children Mark. and I was nervous. Um, but I also was like, well, you know what? They're going to say stuff and, you know, maybe I'll use it. Maybe I won't. I'm just going to see yeah. what they notice. No, um, I can't wait. And they actually, I got two things through the course of the day that they're like, you say this all the time. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. Um, one of them is guys listen. and yes. But they were like, "Miss Grooms, you say it when we are listening you say it like as emphasis and this was from my my I can honors see class. you doing that like I can yes. picture that I'm in the middle God's of a speech that. and I noticed yes. it yesterday um at the end of the day after my fourth block told me I'm in my fifth period and I'm talking to them about something else and they're all listening it's not that they're not but I mm-hmm. stop like it's for emphasis I'll be like yeah. you know blah 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 guys listen guys listen <laughs> what yeah. I did an impersonation and there's evidently this thing I do with my hand. Like I hold it up near my head. Like, Oh God, you know, I'm gosh. Something serious. Guys, listen. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always like, um, the little boy that told me about it, he was like, you say that. And I'm always like, uh, I am. listen, <laughs> <laughs> So, and they just, I that was funny. They were like, anymore. we just, we're always like, she's about to say something important. So it doesn't like, it doesn't oh, bother them. Right. But um, the room is silent and I'm guys, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, I do that. Say, and then one of them also told me that I always tell them, <laughs> you're fine. You're going to be fine. When in yeah. fact, they feel like they're not going to be fine. Yeah. Um, And yeah. it could be, I say this evidently, you know, about a number of things when they're like, you know, I not ready for my quiz and I'm like oh you're fine you're gonna be fine and in their head they're like but I'm not like you're not listening. like I'm not gonna be fine um and then I also say it when they're like I want to go to the bathroom and I'm like well maybe not right now or they're like I need to go go get my lunchbox I left it and I'm like not right now you'll be fine you're gonna be fine so evidently I do that a lot guys listen when they are listening and you're fine when they're not yeah they're not yeah. fine I always feel so, like they're, they're gonna be fine and eventually they are oh yeah they will be they don't you don't you don't need a band-aid I mean, they can be they're fine yeah yeah well maybe I should pull my children because I just try to think on my own and one thing I say all the time <laughs> is just no <laughs> and it's gotten to the point where they're like they'll say my name and I'm like no <coughs> but I know I wasn't even going to, no, nope, no, mm-hmm. no. And it's kind of like the, you're fine, which is just my way of saying like, not right now, like calm yep. down, we're fine. You're, mm-hmm. I'll get back to you later. And they know it, they know I'm just messing. Yeah. Um, I'm always saying, and I think I alluded to this in my last, in our last episode where I talked about technology, get a screen out of your face, mm-hmm. like just look up here, get the screen out of your face. Um, and then I say, I noticed myself saying, let's go a lot. And it's usually just at the beginning because yeah. I'm somebody who always has something on my board ready for them to do. And it's just, I don't know, maybe like the structured OCD Mm -hmm. person in me that comes out that's like, put your earbuds away, put your phone away, put your ID on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know, I have such limited time when in reality I feel like I have a long time with them. I don't know. It's just constantly trying to get them motivated and excited too. Like, I know we have fun things to do. So like, let's Mm -hmm. go, let's be ready to go because I want to... Like I said, squeeze every drop of yeah. the time I have with you out of it. Move, move, move. Those are some of my, my, and also what is wrong with you? i <laughs> <laughs> had a good bit. Like what, what is wrong with you? I say that you? too. Like, what, I say that too. On, and then yeah. I also, um, one of mine, and this only came up once. And I think it's because I say it the most in this class in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, this little, we were going to the book fair yesterday and it had been on the board and on the calendar for like, I don't know, a month. And I had said it probably a hundred times. So they come in and sit down, and this little boy who literally sits in the front, in front of the board, in front of the calendar, right in front of me. that just made me think of another one. Yeah, he has heard this information no less than thousands of times over the past month. Guys, we're going to the book fair. Guys, listen, we're going to the book fair on March (laughs) 9th. You need money if you want to spend money. Yeah. He comes in yesterday, he sits down. We're going to the book fair? I don't even have my money. You didn't even tell me. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, bud buddy, I told you millions of times and it's on the board that you sit literally directly in front of. No one in this room actually can see this as well as you can. You knew this is going to happen. He's like, no, I didn't know. (laughs) You didn't tell me. And I'm like, okay. And this is where my little phrase comes in. I often say things to them and it like varies the structure, but it's always something like you not knowing and me not saying it are two different things. Yes. Yeah. Hearing me and me not telling you. Yeah, I have things. discussions <laughs> all the time about the difference between hearing and listening. Yes. Because it's not the same. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not the same. Well, my, the same. The and I, I do that too of... with like can't and won't. I can't yeah. do this. Mm, yeah. yeah. I can't. And, is it that you can't or that you won't or you don't want to? Because these these oh, are different. Definitely. These are different things. Yeah. Mine is, um, you can tell it to that, that little boy, but it's use your eyeballs <laughs> yeah. because like the other day I said it on my board when they come in, use this time to study for your unit five vocab quiz. Mm-hmm. Most of them have either their slides pulled up that I've made or the vocab yeah. lookout. out. And we're like a good, almost 10 minutes into the study time. And yeah. the kid, I said like, okay, you got like 30 more seconds. Oh, we got a quiz. What so quiz? Was, like, fortunately, the other children jumped on him before I could, which mm-hmm. is also a favorite time of mine. <laughs> but I'm just like, use your, use your eyeballs. Like before you use your mouth, use your eyeballs. Yeah. The chances are it is posted somewhere in this classroom. Yeah. So look around the room. It's probably right in front of your face. Yep. All of Good ones. Mine. Yep. All right. So moving on to books, English nerd stuff. Yes. Um, so we've talked, we've talked about some books on the past few episodes, mm-hmm. but let's talk about maybe a favorite author that mm-hmm. we have. And what would you say is the best book in there? Canon, and then what is the repertoire? Uh, the repertoire. Repertoire. Um, yeah, that's ours. Okay, Pat is my favorite author. Okay, and listeners, if you are unaware about you know his deal, if you are a resident of the great state of South Carolina, um, reading Pat Conroy is like a rite of passage. It's like your birthright. If you have not done it, you need to do it. He communicates what it feels like to be here in this part of the country in ways that I cannot, like, I'm at a loss to explain how that happens. Even as a person who like makes my living with words, I don't feel like I can adequately do justice to describe, you know, his particular talent in that area. And then on top of that, just this, you know, intense sense of place. His characters are exceptional. These like sweeping family dramas. And I relate a lot to some of the, you know, Everybody's got troubles in their families. Everybody's got stuff they go through. And, you know, in his books, there's always, like, the most. um, Yeah. I've always kind of been drawn to that, like, you know, kind of broken character who makes his way through something. Um, Beautiful stuff. And I love him deeply. Like, I can't even talk about it. Um, He's, like, my spirit guide, him and Harper Lee together. but And when I look at his, so when I look at his work, I'm like, okay, even his worst book. It's still, like, incredible. It's just, in light of his other stuff, kind of fell short for me. And for me, so his best book, actually, I think, is Beach Music. Um, and I know a lot of people probably are not going to agree with that. They're going to say something like The Prince of Tides or right. you know, The Water is Wide or whatever. But Beach Music is
1: okay. it's the most
0: beautiful book ever written. Okay. Closely, bold, closely bold. tied with Mockingbird, obviously. Okay okay um there's not a line that's not immaculate there's not like an emotional buildup that doesn't pay off i have read it a billion times and i love it it's like the book i come home to um you know here and there every couple years i just kind of whip it out my copy is like split in half um and i love it and if i were to ever become a billionaire my first act would be to immediately produce it into a film because it's so beautiful and it would make such a beautiful film and then i would win all these academy awards and that is yes the dream of my life. Like if I were to win money immediately, I wouldn't like fix my house. I wouldn't like buy a new car. I'd like immediately start. I would help you on that. I would do your set design I that would do be a like whole thing. That's like dream, career, you know, Which we will yes. talk about in another episode. Yeah, it right. would be beautiful. So his best yeah. is beach music, and then the one that really feels short for me, unfortunately, <clears throat> was his his final fiction piece, um, South Abroad, came out in two thousand nine, and it just felt like. I don't, I don't know if the cast of characters that he was dealing with was, was too much because, um, you know, in most of his books, there's like a narrator and they have like a Mm -hmm. a close knit family and you get this like wild group of people, but it's, you know, a manageable number. Um, it was kind of all over the place in South abroad. I felt like you do have like a single narrator, Leo Bloom, but it's a great story. It's still a great story. Like I would read it before I would read other things, but it just felt like, I don't know, manic a little bit in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. was a. Reflection of him, you know, being older and trying to pull this off right at the end. Um, I mean, he lived several years after he wrote it, but right. it was the last big novel that he wrote. Um, I mean, I still like the book, but that would be yeah. best Beach yeah. music, worst, but still a good book, South Abroad. Okay. Well, I through thinking about this question I realized that I don't have a lot of authors that I read all of their stuff I think I just jump around a lot Mm -hmm. um with the exception I mean I read a lot primarily young adult fiction because Mm -hmm. I love it I have an elective that's kind of based around it and it's just what my kids read and I want to read what they're reading and make recommendations yeah um and so for a while in the young adult world um the trilogy blew up and series and so you know obviously i read like all the hunger games and Divergent mm-hmm. and stuff like that um and so i thought about those for a minute and i was like no that's not really what i want to talk about and so yeah the one i just kept going back to is one that i started to talk about last episode and that is my boy john green oh yes and um, this is gonna i help. love yeah I, ne- I mean i love pretty much everything he has touched mm-hmm. and i just love him as a person i yep. follow him on social media I've watched his YouTube videos. I think he is brilliant. I think he is talk about compassionate. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing person. I do too. And so my favorite out of his books, and again, this may be a point of contention, (laughs) um, but my favorite is Paper Towns. (gasps) Um, Contention. Yeah. Um, I just, I love it. And I, well, hang, hang on. I forgot my disclaimer. I have not completely red an abundance of catherine's and so i'm excluding that from the mix just because i haven't finished it and i don't know what it is about it maybe it was the time i picked it up i just wasn't in the right mind yeah i don't know what it was but i kept putting it down so i'm Uh just totally leaving that one out i'm not excluding or i'm i am excluding it it's not gonna Uh be counted um but anyway paper downs is my favorite um because I don't really know why. It just is. Like, that's the one I just, out of all the ones I read, I was like, yes, I love Q, the narrator. Uh Um, I think what I really like about it is that he goes on this journey and finds all of these clues to try to get to Margo. And it is kind of like a a biatch move on her part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, I think just, like, the problem-solver, puzzle-lover in me mm-hmm. likes that part of it. Like, where is she? What's going to happen? Yes. Um, I love the whole idea and definition of a paper town. I thought that was so intriguing. I, I really um, enjoyed that, too. Yes. Um, And it was just so funny. Like, I laughed out loud when I was reading it. Mm. Now, I will say I wasn't crazy about the ending. However, yep. I do love that John Green consistently does not like to give you a happy everything nice neat tied with a bow ending i really do like that yep. um so that's my favorite is paper towns nice. my least favorite is the new one turtles mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. down i was so pumped to get it in my hands i pre-ordered yeah. it on amazon as did you mm-hmm. um because he, we hadn't had a book from him in a while and yep. then i got it and i read it and I felt like I just read it because I felt like I needed to because it was John Green, not because I wanted to keep reading it. Yeah, that's me um, too. I just felt like the story, like the plot itself, was so just secondary. I, second it. Not I did curious. not care. I did not care about the storyline. I mm-hmm. thought there were parts of it that I was like, "Why was that? Like the thing with the lizard. I was like, "Why is that even in here? Yeah. Um, I wasn't super-duper connected to the characters. Mm -mm. Uh, Now, I will say the writing was well done. It was typical John Green. Like, the main character, for anybody who hasn't read it or wants to read it, the main character suffers from uh, OCD and major anxiety. OCD. Yes. And she goes into these, like, I think she calls them, like, spirals. Yeah. um, Where she just cannot get out of her own head. And when she was in those spirals, I mean, my anxiety was kicking in. My palms Mm -hmm. were sweating. Like, Mm -hmm. I was there with her. Like, my heart rate. That was well done. Um, It was really well done. And I know John Green, you know, from personal experience, he kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. based some of it on that. But I just in general, I just read it and was like, bleh. And everybody that I've spoken with about the book who is also a John Green fan or just, you know, I trust their opinion on literature they kind of felt the same way so i'm like okay it's not just me shoo yeah Um, yeah. but it's not (laughs) i mean i'm glad i read it i'm glad he wrote it but it's just not one that i see myself going back to um whereas you know i've read the fault in our stars several times i've read paper town several times i reread um looking for alaska which isn't that your favorite That one is my number one. Yeah, That's I love it too. <laughs> I reread it this summer. That was the first John Green I read and yes. fell in love with. And I reread yes. it this summer and I was. I think like, that yes, was the I very really first do. one for him too, right? That was yeah, the, like, yeah, first yeah, novel. Um, and I've read everything. Like I've even read like that. Um, Let It Snow, where he just wrote. It's basically a novella with two oh, other yeah. young adult authors, and they all come together in the end. I mean, I've read just about read everything that. he's done. Um, I was good. The, cute. the Will Grayson, Will Grayson, that he did. with Yes, um, I've read that one. Too. That other guy, David. Levithan. Did Levithan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah. um, I like that one too. But yeah, paper. That one's cute. It was quirky. Turtles is least. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I can get on board 100% with the turtles. And my feeling on that is I feel like he had this great character in his narrator yeah. that he was working with. And I'm like you, I was very blown away with that choice of perspective and that he would mm-hmm. literally like spiral on the page when she was spiraling. That was incredibly well done. And I think communicated yeah. what his CD can feel like in a very, I guess, kind of tangible way. And I appreciate that as a person who suffers from mild, probably OCD. Um, Right. My my best friend that I mentioned in the previous episode, she has pretty severe OCD at times. Um, Mm -hmm. When she's like stressed out in her life, you know, there are certain things that she has to do that she has to check. Yeah. um, You know, that, that it really made sense to me. And I connected with that character, but then I cared nothing about the people around her. Yeah. Yeah. Self, the ending just like was convenient i was like yeah. what is this i feel like he had a great character and so much potential and then he just kind of like let her down but something i, I do really I like what happened yeah yeah something i do really enjoy about him and you kind of mentioned it when you talked about the lizard even though you were like i don't know what that was about yeah <laughs> um, yeah and then the paper towns thing what i love about john green is that there's always like some kind of little quirky thing where you like learn something like the paper town or like yeah. I mean, that lizard was like a ridiculous plot piece but i was like really there's a lizard that, yeah like, oh yeah, I, That's yeah real? I, le- I definitely learned wow and he likes and to then, throw in um, his own nerdery yeah yeah and <laughs> yeah, looking for alaska which is my fave you know the main character for whatever reason knows like all these famous people's famous last words yes yeah which is I so just, cool yes i loved that so so much um and I like Paper Towns. You should read Abundance of Catherine's... Um, I know, because he does math, right? Math, yes, yes, yes. And he's... The, the premise of that, where he's trying to, you know, develop this mathematical equation to determine, like, relationships and his relationships and why they work and don't work. And he's got, like, these graphs and stuff. And I'm not a math person, and, you know, you're not either. But right. I was like, this is kind of neat, this idea. I would actually put abundance of catherine's over paper towns probably paper towns is okay actually pro- <laughs> <laughs> really <of> my <laughs> yeah. i don't know why i'm so drawn to it i just loved it yeah. i loved it but i, I will be... Margot. yeah yeah i mean oh, i like knows. i like you he's cute and the movie was cute i love that actor that oh, movie super that cute perfect. yeah yeah um and and it's kind of like with pat even though i don't like paper towns compared to other john green books paper towns is still a good book yeah, I think maybe I like Margot because, like, I mean, she does kind of screw Q over, and like, I, yeah. say, I don't like the ending, but maybe I like the fact that she's just kind of like because a lot of times in YA books, you get this kind of sappy, you know, delicate uh, female yeah. protagonist, yeah, that's true. and the that's fact true. that she's like, Screw everybody, I'm leaving and doing my own thing, and yeah, I like you, but I still need to go do mm-hmm. my own thing. Maybe that's what I like about her yeah Um, even if it is kind of shady the way she does them maybe that's what i like about it i don't know but i will say strange like she's 16 how does she like actually escape into the night like this that is (laughs) true but who knows i will say i'll make it my goal i'll make it my goal to read an abundance of catherine's and i'll get back to you yeah i'll finish it before the school year's over all right so last question potpourri um (laughs) you could learn a magical spell (laughs) what would it be what do you want to (laughs) learn Um, this is going to be so very indicative of who I am, like down to my soul, <laughs> because wait. of all the things that I should probably want to learn in order to like fix my life, like right. magically making money appear or magically solving world peace. That seems or... too easy, though. I mean, I guess yeah. that's the point of magic, though. <laughs> <Cool>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have one thing, I would want to be able to make food appear. <laughs> Whenever, whatever I wanted. And it would be like 99% of the time, like, boom, there's a, a donut, and specifically like a duck donut. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. There you so go. So all day long, all day, every day, boom, donut, boom, donut, boom. But you'd hold. have to counteract that with some sort of weight loss. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> so, you know. Again, indicative of who I am. Right. I, I love want it. To be able to make a steak appear and then also a donut again, probably two seconds later. Yes. I love That's that. It.
1: I don't know what Do it would
0: I, be called. ICO food? Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> There's probably a Harry Potter spell because that's that's where my mind went when we came up yeah. with this question. Because I have, a, I have a print in my living room that's framed that's all the spells from Harry Potter. Oh, and I was like, oh, I should look, look at that's this. A nerd. I like, no, I know. I love it. Um, and so I did I did think about Harry Potter first. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well if, I, if I learned a Harry Potter spell, I would definitely want to know Expecto Patronum. Because oh, yeah. I want to know what my Patronus is. And I know I could probably take like a BuzzFeed quiz to figure it out. But, yeah. you know, I want to legit know what it is, what animal yeah. And then also that's that's handy because it's protective. Uh-huh. Um, and then I would also want just Accio. I would want to have a good handle on that because then yeah. i don't have to move. I could just be like Accio, <laughs> Snicker bar. <laughs> you know, and there it is. Uh, so kind of like yours. Yeah. Um, but then I guess as far as a spell, I'm sure this exists in the Harry Potter world. I don't know what it would be. But I think mine would just be a spell to totally get me ready every day. Hair, makeup, uh, clothing, uh, just yeah. done. It's like, oh, yeah, swish flick done. And I yeah. love I mean, I love to pick up I love fashion and clothing. And I love to pick out a cute outfit. And I really do like doing my hair and makeup and getting ready but like oh my god, oh my god it takes everything so much time and especially if like you have to go to a special event or mm. you know Try whatever to avoid so boom boom done <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> i just think that's that's what mine would be it's just something to to get me ready every day so i don't yeah. have to I that would be in. very handy too because i wake up in the morning and my eyes open and I'm like, oh, my God. And it's not even so much like going to work, although sometimes it is because I'm so mm-hmm. like tired. But the biggest thing is like, I'm going to have to blow dry my hair. And yes, especially when it's hot. Well, Ugh. my hair is super long right now <clears throat> and very thick.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: dread those moments, minutes. It's minutes. Yeah. But it feels endless of just yeah. trying to dry this endless amount of hair. I get and it. I it, and I hate putting on makeup.
1: But See, I do. I love. like
0: it. I mean, I guess yeah. I dad like it. I enjoy it. I, I mean, wish I did. I, I do. I do have moments though where <laughs> I'll be doing my liquid eyeliner. Oh my but god! I tell myself, and my older sister, who's also a makeup junkie, we talked about this too, where I'll go and I'm like, you have to almost like repeat yourself, like you're just going to work. Don't do a major wing. You're just going to work. <laughs> But like sometimes I'll do it and I'm like, oh damn it. Yeah. I mean, gotta equal the other one out. And I'm like, <laughs> shit. Now I'm like going to the red carpet, but just kidding, dealing with 14 year olds, whatever. This is my life. <laughs> so if I had just a spell, it could just easily balance it for me. I don't have to worry about it. That's true. I need a spell because I've never been really good at makeup. Like I was the oldest oh, yeah. daughter growing up and my mom has never been like a makeup person. She doesn't wear it to this day. She's hasn't worn it either. at like weddings she's not a hair person she keeps a simple hairstyle yeah my mom has always been like on the move busy stressed out gotta do this gotta do that um she had three children you know before she was i don't know 26 um and so and we were good kids but she was like always had so much going on so i didn't really have anybody to like talk to me about that and actually my dad did my hair for me when i was little (laughs) (laughs) i remember him getting me ready in the mornings and all it was is that he would just part it very cleanly with a comb Mm -hmm. and make sure it was straight and then he would dry it. So my hair has been like straight and parted and I, you know, I keep it clean. I need to get it cut. But my middle sister was about the makeup and I, she was, you know, that was her thing and I never like got in on it. So now when I got older and I like needed to wear makeup, I keep it very minimal. I can't to this day and I'm 36 put on eyeliner. Um, oh yeah it's it takes practice you just got to go for it and practice See, that's where i didn't get into it and like actually want to learn more about it until like later in adulthood within the past like i don't know six seven years yeah but that's where having an older sister who loves makeup and products Mm -hmm. um comes Mm -hmm. in super handy and then also youtube tutorials oh yeah google that google that mess i probably could do more could probably do the most most. i'm doing the least (laughs) <laughs> like foundation right. a basically <clears throat> nude shade of right. eyeshadow just so there's something did i cover up my dark circles do and I, mascara and that's, is it gonna I'm be where like i go in and the, the kids don't say to me you look tired or you look sick then, yeah it's accomplished yeah. good enough sometimes my mascara goes better than other days and i can always tell because my kids will be like you look really pretty and i'm like oh do i not <laughs> look like the same that i do every single oh day they have no I'm like oh yeah i did you. a particularly good job this morning with the mascara yeah. It would appear. yeah. They they will tell you. They do. That you they do. They'll be like, what's that wrong can with be, you? That can be a whole nother episode. <laughs> my what happened to your like, face? Did you, happened to your hair? Did you dye your hair? I'm like, uh, no, is I it didn't. darker? Yes, I did. I you aged did backwards last night. <laughs> <laughs> Gray we'll went back it. into my head. We'll <laughs> save it. Save it for another episode. <laughs> All right. Episode three. Done, done. and done. We did nice. it. So, that's all we got cool <laughs> cool i'm to, i'm gonna get back to work and continue doing the most to plan for my week with my kids all right you have fun i'm gonna take a shower and get ready the old school way <laughs> magic spells. <laughs> okay oh well have, have fun all right. All right. Bye. bye